Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Power Supply, your weekly digest of technology, uh, with your host, George Bakazi and Ziyang Tui. Let's get started. In today's episode, we will be discussing an unofficial Wikipedia for the dark web, Uber's collaboration with NASA, sending messages to other planets, and Bitcoin's value drop. And uh, finally, we will be doing a uh, product review for Zero Mass Water. To start things off, we're going to discuss an unofficial Wikipedia for the dark web. Uh, Wikipedia is an online encyclopedia that allows users to add and edit its articles. It's a, like a source for information pertaining to a wide variety of topics that is really easy to access. At least that is what we take assume. And uh, why is that, Zion? Because uh, in Western countries, we often take Wikipedia for granted. Uh, however, we must realize that in many countries, uh, governments limit or ban the use and access of Wikipedia. Um, is that because they want to like, like hide stuff from uh, their people and they don't want their people finding, finding certain things out? Yeah, uh, definitely. For example, in Turkey, citizens are banned from accessing the site due to the government attempting to silence online dissent. So after realizing this issue, former Facebook employee Alec Muffet has created an experimental Wikipedia service that operates in the dark net. So um, how, how exactly would that work? Like, why, why would this be any different? So through the Tor browser in the dark net, it, um, it hides the user's location by pinballing the signal throughout the world. So therefore, access to uh, this Wikipedia is completely untrackable by the government. And the Onion service is also used to encrypt all the traffic while the users are browsing, which creates a safe environment where citizens of any country can access information. So basically what you're saying is like in countries where Wikipedia would normally be banned, people can like um, go, go on, the, on the dark net and uh, find this website so they can post stuff and view stuff, right? Yeah, Both. so like information is one of the most vital aspects of any civilization or country and because some countries uh, limit the access to information, uh, this Alec Muffet has uh, found a way to allow, give this, uh, people of such countries like Turkey the ability to access this. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea because um, I like like this is relevant for many different countries where the government has cho- chosen to uh, like silence um, certain things online. So it'll definitely be like it'll definitely be great for like um much more people to have knowledge of like things things that the government doesn't necessarily want people uh finding out about but um so the government would not be able to uh stop this in any way correct is is that what you said yeah but personally i see a problem in this so uh, this service is uh can be can only be accessed through the dark net yeah so if the uh, people are able like most people in these countries Aren't don't have the capability to access the darknet. For yeah. example, I don't even know how yeah. to access the darknet. So, yeah. on, they they could only use this service yeah. if they could access the darknet. And do you think it would be? This might be like a more technical question, but do you think um the government could block the access to the darknet like what you would you would normally use to get to the darknet? No, I I don't think so. You don't see that happening. All right. But this uh, experimental version is only going to be up for a short period of time. 
and Muffet hopes that the foundation for Wikipedia, like the real Wikipedia, yeah. will realize this concept and pick it up themselves. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's uh, that's really cool. I I hope it picks up. Do you see it like having a like any controversy at all or not too much? I, I think it's a great idea. It's yeah. it's a great starting point yeah. for this, but it might be it, hard it, to pick off the ground. Yeah, it, it needs work definitely. All right. All right, so uh, that was pretty good for the uh, unofficial Wikipedia. And now um, let's get to uh, Uber. So um, recently Uber announced that they were in collaboration with NASA. They were um, working together to create something called Uber Elevate. So uh, Uber, um, what they want to do with this whole collaboration is basically um, create a new method of transportation, uh, aerial transportation, and it wouldn't be exactly like a plane. It would be um, more, uh, like it would be a, a... a low altitude vehicle flying in the air and um it would be uh, much more affordable than uh, a plane ticket obviously so uh, yeah would this method of travel take less time or more time than the cars like a uh, ground mode of transportation so uh, the whole point of this idea is to uh, facilitate the travels and make them more efficient so the travels would uh, definitely be uh, much uh, faster and they would take m- much less time and, like, do you know how the Uber cars would pick up their travelers? Like, would they elevate vertically or how? Yeah, so it wouldn't be, like, a plane. Um, so normally planes, like, um, have to uh, accelerate, obviously, and then, like, take off the ground. But this would be more of a, a vehicle, uh, more similar to a helicopter because um, they would take off and land vertically. So uh, that's, that's a pretty cool feature, uh, in my opinion. And, like, how... In what way would, like, you said the prices would be a lot cheaper than plane tickets, but would they be a lot more expensive than that of a car price? So, um, actually, um, Uber is, so Uber has this uh, feature on their app called uh, Uber X, which is, um, I'm pretty sure it's just, um, like, you being able to uh, take a ride by yourself, like, not in a in a pool or something, and it's in a, like, a in a nicer vehicle or something like that. And um, basically, um Uber Elevate uh, plans on like making their their prices competitive with uh, Uber X. So instead of taking like a uh, a, a five hour uh, car ride to uh, from Boston to uh, any, anywhere else, you'd be able to take a Uber Elevate, and the price would be competitive with that of what it would normally cost with a car. You you sort of see what I mean? Yeah. Like? But uh, like, in what stage is this Uber Elevate in? Like, is it in the planning stage? Like, when do they hope to have this? done and running so this is still in the early early stages sort of um i see this more as a concept because uh uber uber plans on uh sort of getting this going by uh by the 2020s like early 2020s they actually want to get it done um before the 2028 olympics uh in la because that would obviously be like a a, a huge source of uh, money for them and uh business personally i see somewhat like a problem in this idea really because as like uh there's like Planes travel have like airspace and airlines yeah. that are restricted, or like they ha- all have to communicate. So uh, the Uber Elevate would also probably have these airspaces, and there's no like uh, regulation, or there- there's no way to know what like how if they were be if they were to travel in like the uh, correct airspace or not. Yeah, I mean that's definitely something to look into. Uh, I <laughs> I I doubt, and I I really hope they don't just like go into this blindly i mean oh, obviously they won't but uh if they manage to figure out something like to uh, to avoid that problem that would be that would be pretty cool uh honestly uh yeah it would like definitely create jobs right because now um drivers can be from like all over the place because 
you wouldn't have to limit yourself to finding uh, work around you, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, normally, like, I, I feel like this is a, a big problem for many people. Um, people who are unemployed or just, like, looking for a job in general, like, you you certainly, like, limit yourself to uh, where you can go. For example, uh, if I'm living in, in Boston, uh, I wouldn't be looking for a job in New York, right? But maybe with this Uber Elevate, that could, like, open up more doors and more opportunities, and it, it would be easier for me to find a job, like, uh, because I would have so many more options with Uber Elevate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it for Uber Elevate. And on to the next topic, we have sending messages to other planets. Douglas Vacock, the head of the Messaging Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or the METI, and Sonar Organizers, which are a music company, had launched a series of uh, messages to the planet GJ273B in mid-October from a radar antenna in Norway. Um, so do you know how far away the, this planet is, um, 273B? Well, they're hoping that this message will reach the the planet uh, GJ273B by 2028, so it has to be extremely far away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sonar is, is the one providing the money for this project, and okay. it is to mark its 25th anniversary, which is next year. Do you have uh, any idea, like, how much this would cost around? Uh, it, it, it's an extensive cost because uh, Douglas Vacock and the... Uh, uh, messaging extraterrestrial intelligence uh, were not able to afford this project alone. Oh, yeah, they that, had to that's true. They needed the help of uh, sonar. sonar, yeah. And uh, the REISCAT, ESCOT, a scientific organization uh, based in Norway, normally uses this antenna to study the atmosphere. Okay. However, yeah. it's uh, been used before in an attempt to contact extraterrestrials. Um, have they ever been, like, successful in any contact? No, uh, yeah. but, like, I think so. they've sent a 30-second ad for Doritos towards the Ursa Major constellation. <laughs> and uh, so the missive that they've sent to the... Uh, planet uh, GJ includes tutorials in math, physics, such as like count from one to five, mathematical operations like addition, uh, addition, division, and simple trig, and uh, um, music, uh, of course, with uh, sonar. But um, do, do you know um, what they really want to get out of this? Is it just like do they want an answer? Like they just um, want a conversation with aliens. That's something <laughs> like we all want. We're yeah. all extremely curious. I'm extremely curious. Yeah, I bet it you seems are. really interesting. Yeah. But, so, so basically, they they want to get in contact with them. Yeah. Some some form of some form of response. I think like, like humans want uh want to know that they're not the only form of life out there in this vast universe. Yeah. I feel I think we all feel extremely like. We we would all feel extremely lonely if that would be true. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy thought, and it's all like it's it's I don't know. It's really something to think about. It's it very uh very very complicated, obviously, but um yeah. definitely something to think about. However, uh, uh, people critique such attempts of communication with alien civilizations because they argue that alerting the cosmos of Earth's existence might not be the best idea since they might yeah. try to conquer us, like those sci-fi <laughs> yeah. books. Yeah, and do I'm I'm guessing a lot of people are calling them, what, crazy, like, uh, and, like, making fun of them for this. Do you know if that's really, ha if that's been happening, really? Yeah, but um, that cock points out that, like, 
in response to such critiques, he's yeah. pointing out that it's too late to keep quiet. Yeah. Because um, the Earth has been sending radio and television signals for decades, and yeah. um, an alien civilization would have definitely picked up these signals. So, wait, so he's saying that um, aliens would have picked up the s- signals anyway. So he's he's defending that it would not be dangerous. Right? Yeah, like, it'd be too late to stop now. Like, oh, yes. We've I, already I started, and we can't just stop now. Okay, I, I see what he means, yeah. And this initiative is called the Sonar Calling GJ27B. All right. And I really hope by 2028 we will receive a message from the bluish greenest planet. Yeah, what, what if they come to... Uh, invade our planet uh during the olympics 2028 <laughs> well, in la hopefully well our civilization will have advanced significantly <laughs> yeah you know? but yeah like that's all we have for sending messages to other planets all right so our uh, our next topic for today the bitcoin value drop so uh, on november 29th uh bitcoin's value unexpectedly dropped by um 20 percent going from its all-time high of eleven thousand dollars to uh, around $9,000. And was this drop predicted or was it a surprise? No, it was it was completely unexpected. Um, people did not see it coming or anything, so it must have been like a, a big shock and uh, it, it was it was definitely an issue for, for a lot of people investing in Bitcoin. Has the price stabilized at, at now? Yes, yes, it has uh, stabilized a bit, but uh, the thing with Bitcoin is I, it's always going up and down like like crazy. So, but for now, it it is it has stabilized. So it validates analysis concerns that Bitcoin's is too volatile. Like it definitely shows that Bitcoin is extremely volatile, because uh, it, it's continually rising right now, but yes. it will eventually fall. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, as I, as I said, like it's it, it keeps going like up and down. Like it's uh, and it's quite unpredictable. So, I mean, that could be. Uh, it's it, it's definitely scary for a lot of people investing uh, in Bitcoin, like with lots of money invested in Bitcoin. Yeah, even um, the senior Markle, uh, market um, at ETX Capital. The senior uh, market analyst. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. at ETX Capital, <laughs> uh, Neil Wilson told The Guardian that, um, and I quote, the market cap of Bitcoin now exceeds that of IBM, Disney, and even McDonald's. But for traditionalists, it's hard to fathom. Rather than a commodity or a currency, Bitcoin is like owning stock in a company that will only ever issue 21 million shares and never pay a penny in dividends. So um, what exactly do you think he means by that? So uh, the, Bitcoin only has value in the stock investing worlds, world, and it will never really pay uh, real cash back to the investors. I think that's what he's scared of, and it's completely different than uh, traditional investments yeah. and uh, change, of course, strikes fear. Yeah, obviously, because um, people um, people who, who invest in things, like investing in a house, right, um, a big investment, and it's like, so, of course, the uh, the real estate market, like, changes, uh, goes up and down, but, like, it's nothing, uh, nothing like Bitcoin, for example, so that's why, like, people might back off from uh, investing in Bitcoin, and that's why it's so much scarier to uh, to put all of your money or a lot of your money into it. Uh, Wilson even goes on to say that the only way it has value is if the next guy is willing to pay you more for it, the greater fool. So um, you th- you mean like um, the the only way you can make money off of it is for ex- for example um, buying it and then waiting for it to go up and then selling it. For, yeah, like, for- uh, the only way a person could make 
at least what Wilson is claiming is yeah. that the only way a person could make money off of Bitcoin is for someone else to buy it, buy the stock off of him. He'll never the uh, the investor will never actually make real money from. Yeah, uh, d- I understand what yeah, you mean. Real you think that 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 would obviously scare off uh, a, a bunch of people as well, right? It's it's a completely new concept that's like completely revolutionizing the world. But yeah, people still need to like digest it, uh, fathom it, uh, for the most part. And I think we need to see more trends and more stability in the market of Bitcoin. Yeah, as for- like big Bitcoin hasn't. Uh, even experienced a true regression yeah. of the market. Yeah. So like uh this was what like a $2000 drop. Yes. Uh imagine what would happen in a real market regression. Like yeah. that'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be crazy, especially if Bitcoin had a much larger impact on on the economy and everything. So it could definitely be scary. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh do you think it it could potentially get like dangerous at one point if Bitcoin really gets popular and and big? I don't think, as of right now, Bitcoin can get that popular because uh, traditionalists just can't even like fathom investing in something that's yeah. like not real money. It just, would just like, seem unreasonable. O- right? Online money, like as of right now, there were three uh, stores that accepted payment by Bitcoin, oh, okay. and two of them have yeah. closed, and one's like a donut shop. Wow! <laughs> so like, it's just not uh, like real, like yeah. in the world. It's not like uh, used in real life. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not big enough. Uh, it's not like popular enough. Yeah. Basically, is what you're saying. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's it for Bitcoin. And uh, to finish things off today, we will be doing a product review of zero mass water. So, um, Zion, do you mind telling me what exactly it is? How it works? So zero mass water just harvests drinking water out of thin air using a combination of material science, solar power, and uh, predictive data. And the goal is to use this technology to go from a position of water scarcity, and like that is in a, a large amount of countries that are lacking water, to yeah. a position of water abundance. Yeah, I, I, this could definitely be a this could be a hu- this could make a huge change, honestly, in some countries that really are struggling with their people to uh, to give them water, to supply them with water, and like uh, hydration needs. Like especially like clean water, like yeah, clean water. Lot, especially. Uh, a, a, a lot of countries have water, but there's they just can't uh, get. It's just clean not water. safe yeah, for for the people to drink. That's mainly mainly the issue. And um, this uh, product works in all climates. Like it works regardless if the climate is dry or not dry. So, so like it it doesn't it basically is what you're saying. It doesn't rely on any like source of uh, like water, right? Like yeah, you don't it, need water. It's not like a cleaning system. As long as there's air in the as long as there's air, uh zero mass water can harvest water for people to drink. So that that's definitely like a a huge factor, I guess, in in this product uh working. If if this does if this does work, uh I feel like it could make a huge change. Um what are like some places where this Exactly, like, what, more specifically, where could this work or be applied? It could work in homes. You, you, we could have it in our homes, schools, um, disaster relief in countries that need our help. Yeah. We could install this uh, product. Child care, it's a safe water, single, like, all different types of Could places. it be used for, like, animals, for example? Definitely, right. like... Um, animals and wildlife. Wildlife, because yeah. some places are too... Too dry, dry, just too dry. For for humans to traverse to, and this product can help give the uh, lions and gazelles out in the savannah (laughs) some water to drink. So that's pretty cool, and it kind of kind of gives you a sense of relief. Like, okay, that that's that's kind of cool, and 
um, in some places, like, uh, people and animals won't have to, like, worry as much about water. Like, it can be a last resort option for yeah, people definitely. who need uh, drinking uh, I can water. see this as, like, very... If this really got big, I feel like it could have a huge impact, you know? It would... Um, it would, it would it could really do something in our world. I feel like it could be used in all aspects of our life. Yeah. Like water is the essential um, thing in life. Yeah, like, everyone needs water. Yeah. Everyone, everything, everyone needs water. And so it could also be used for farming, for example, watering plants, things yeah, like that during a drought, for example. It, it's just so important. Yeah, and I'm definitely. just really excited for this product. To yeah, I I really hope to see this grow. I mean. Uh, if the, if the, as I said, if this grows, that would be just phenomenal, honestly. And um, for the listeners, you guys can check out uh, the product at zeromasswater.com. All right, so I, I think that's a wrap uh, for Zero Mass Water. So um, thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of The Power Supply. Um, c- come by next week and uh, check us out.